Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Friday, the 29th of May. My name is Nicholas Wassiliev and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today uh, for, to talk about books that have been grabbing our attention, uh, making her debut on the podcast is our trade product coordinator, Renee Dolson. Hi, Renee. Hi, everyone. And our fiction category manager, you know him very well, Ben Hunter. Hi, Ben. Hey, Nick. How are you doing? Excellent. In a fantastic mood to, to kick this podcast off. And I will throw to you first, Renee. Um, what are the books that have been bringing, uh, that have been taking your attention during this period of isolation and social distancing? Well, inadvertently, I've been attracted to a lot of novels that talk about isolation in one form or another. Um, and one of these being Charlotte Wood's The Weekend, which I thoroughly enjoyed reading. Uh, it's about three women in their 60s and 70s who have been long-term friends and are reunited for a weekend to clean out their late friend's beach house. And although they are um, characteristically very different, they do share commonalities, especially considering that they're joined together by the death of their close friend. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, I must admit, I find these... Like I, I had a chat with Ash about this in a podcast uh, a little recently, and she was she's also been really drawn to books like this during this time. A lot of people go for escapism to books, but I find the exact opposite. What? Why do you find particularly books like this, which are kind of somehow mirroring uh, the situation we're going through right now? Do you, is it? Do you just find a, a, a kind of kindred engagement with with books like that? I think that's definitely it. It's, it really does mirror the situation. And although it's nice to daydream about being in Paris or somewhere in Europe, it's kind of nice to bring things home and relate to a character that's having the same sort of thoughts and kind of projecting that, those emotions and feelings of kind of being closed in, pent up, but also being able to take this time to kind of reflect and look at what's really happening in your life and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I think I think this novel is is incredibly relatable there's just this wonderful universality about the anxieties of age. Um, so these, these three women have been brought together by the death of a, a mutual friend. Um, and they are all um, successful in their own right. Um, but uh, this, this, this clock is just, the life clock is just ticking on all of them. <laughs> and, it, and it brings out um, really nasty aspects of each of them uh, that, they're becoming increasingly isolated and fearful of becoming redundant in their own different ways. Um, and they're, they're fantastic characters, aren't they, Renee? All, all three of them. There's, they, there's they a really, chef, really an, an academic, and a, uh, an out-of-work actress who's hilarious. Yeah, they're definitely a great group of women, and they both... Though they have those differences, they also share so many anxieties, which I think Charlotte Wood expertly in her prose kind of explores where she seamlessly shifts through perspectives and you kind of see the three women looking at the exact same moment and picking out raw insecurities about each other and just all these similar anxieties. So, yeah, mm. it's really great to read. And there's a fantastic fourth character, um, a supporting role in this, which is uh, a... <laughs> Um, is his name Finn, the um, the Finn, senile the dog? The beautiful dog, the beautiful oh. senile oh. dog. Finn. All the all the, sort of, all the kind of 
physical decrepitcy of, of age and senility is, is just um, projected. All their fears are projected onto this this poor hound <laughs> and then your heart just breaks for him. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I do love um, kind of those stories and kind of even the context of of characters like animals being brought into it as well. But what a great pick love it what and what a great book it's been it's been mentioned quite a bit in several of our podcasts and i think it's you know the 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 buzz around it i think is well well hyped um but good pick there um ben what are you uh what's been what have you been reading over the last uh week or so i've been reading a couple things um okay so there's there's a there's a there's a big book um that i'm gonna make a fuss about um really cool uh it's called the last migration uh, the author is Charlotte McConaughey, um, like Matthew McConaughey. It's probably not a relation. Um, it's a novel. She's 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 an Australian, which is really cool. But this is a international release. Um, it is about a whirlwind journey by a incredibly determined woman who is trying to trace the literal last migration of Arctic terns in mm. a um, near-distant future in which the mass extinction that has been, um, that has both been predicted but is also, like, playing out right now as we chat, um, has come into full force and birds are disappearing from the skies. Um, and this... Uh, woman uh this irish woman with like australian heritage um and a really troublesome mysterious past um just kind of hijacks a a, a fishing crew and fishing crews themselves in this world they're like they are they're just without fish the fisheries Mm. are depleted and they're getting turned away um and being protested against um because the fish are, are disappearing from the oceans, the terns, are, the, the Arctic terns are disappearing from the skies because there's no fish and the world is warming. It's a catastrophe in motion. Um, and so she, do you get this un, unlikely relationship between the two? Uh, this sort of ragtag bunch of sailors. They travel the world uh, and you, you see this fearsome, like personal mystery slowly unfolds um, as, as it all comes to turn. It's it's a really powerful book. The other like the other thing I, I wanted to say about it is um, the kind of the fact of um, the catastrophe of a mass extinction is really hard to wrap your head around. Even if you're into the science, even if you're um, uh, politically active um, in the progressive world. It's really hard to emotionally and psychologically understand what a mass extinction might be. And it's it's taken me this work of fiction for that to really hit home. Um, so that's a really powerful novel. How exactly kind of – I kind of want to ask you a little bit more about this. Is it just the – in terms of, like, how it hits you, is it more about it – it, it kind of highlights the negative connotations around what a mass extinction event would do for us as 
a species or just is it no, more? It, it, it's it's far more interior and personal, um, and you get these remarkable uh, characters um, who are haunted by violence and desperation, and they are literally pushed to the end of the earth. You know, we mm. the book ends in the Antarctic. Um, in a in a melting, changing world, um, but it, it's just the, the the ferocious tenacity of these people that are, are, are on the brink themselves. Um, mm. It's it, it kind of it kind of pushes away all of the political and macro social agendas when we talk about uh, climate change climate catastrophe mass extinction all, all that kind of stuff and, and and makes it a very personal fiction and that's that's how it just fires in nick oh that sounds amazing um yeah, i am getting a cop cool. yeah i'm getting a copy of this off you when you're finished <laughs> when you're finished reading it because it, if, if it's anyway if it's in the vein of of kind of that uh, going into kind of bigger analysis there then i am You've sold me. Oh, another one to add to the list. Damn this podcast again. Um, adding to my to-be-read pile. <laughs> that's the whole idea, Nick. Um, yeah. Another one I've, I've just read is it's called Burnt Sugar by mm. Avni Doshi, who's um, a South Indian, a South Asian author. Um, it's this brief, um, <laughs> depressing, um, searing, poignant, um, uh, quite painful book um it's really sharp really witty it is about um a daughter who's coming into the more full-time care of her mother who is going into an early cognitive decline like a early onset alzheimer's mm-hmm. um and their relationship makes a big change and uh this this daughter pushes away her husband becomes resentful of him even more so than she already was. And you, you enter this kind of slow retrospect of how they got to where they are. And you, you find out all about how her, her mother left her well-to-do family and joined an ashram and, and, and their marriage broke down uh, and she sort of chased bad men and, and tagged her, her daughter along, her only child along uh, behind her and you kind of see all these uh, traumas that have played on the daughter to bring her to where she is and how she's become so isolated and resentful it's a it's a just a really cool examination of uh of you know modern women and the kind of toxic relationships that take them to where they are it's a really cool book how awesome! I, there is a lot of fantastic books um, that are coming out at the moment um, that are examining a lot of the the context like that. So, is she an is she an Australian author or is she a? No, no, she's uh, she she lives in Dubai. Is what I just read in her. Uh, she was uh, American born of South Asian descent. Mm, uh, uh, the, the novel is all set in um, a sort of far town suburb of um, Mumbai. 
Oh wow, that sounds amazing! What a what a cool, what a great idea for a book, and then always cool to hear new perspectives on this. Um, yeah, and, of, and the, yeah. the other one I'm I'm reading at the moment um, is the new Michael Robotham, who is oh just, yes, he's just like the sharpest thriller writer. He just like he hasn't deteriorated with the number of the massive number of books he's he's authored these days. He he's just still killing it. Literally, mm. like there's there's a lot of blood. <laughs> I can't wait to read that one. Mm. I've not heard a single bad thing about it already. Like there's a, there's a lot of buzz around this book, and you know from kind of the early uh, from kind of the early reviews or kind of murmurings I've heard that apparently he's really onto a winner with this book. Um, yeah, I I think so from what I've read. Uh, it's called When She Was Good, um, and it will be out um, in August. Mm. end of july nice i yeah i am uh, i i actually am i've never really kind of got into any of many of his books much but the the amount of um buzz that i've heard around this one really makes me want to give it a crack and 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 see what all the fuss is about um but yeah it sounds amazing um so we're at that point uh in the podcast where we like to talk about things that are bringing us joy um, during this period of kind of isolation and social distancing. And I'll throw it to you first, Renee. Uh, what are some of the things uh, that you've kind of been doing uh, to bring, that bring you joy over this period? I think like most people, I've been kind of trying to get out of my head a bit, been reading a lot, watching a lot of films, just doing things where I can venture somewhere else for a little bit. Mm. Any, yeah. uh, any uh, good films um, that are particularly wowed you well i've actually been exploring the back catalog of films i saw many years ago but are coming back on netflix and things and i watched collateral beauty the other day oh the, uh, the, yeah the one with like will smith is it um that's the one if you mm. haven't watched it i would definitely recommend it will definitely make you cry but it's just a really gorgeous film yeah i think it's it's i really enjoyed it when i when i um saw it as well I, like i remember it was one of those ones that, that critics didn't really they weren't a fan of it and i for some reason i'm like i don't know why this is one of the ones where i think the critics are wrong that it actually is a really beautiful yeah very, I think, yeah i think there's a lot of layers yeah. to it and i think that's where the story can kind of get lost with so many deeper meanings and mm. things like that but it's actually it's a really really gorgeous film that's yeah cool. is that on netflix renee yes it is on netflix nice definitely check it out yeah no that's a, I, I agree with you on that one I, I actually really enjoyed that one when I saw it as well um Ben what have what's been bringing you joy in this last um, little while? space space oh yes <laughs> um so uh I got up very early this morning we're recording this uh on a Thursday um I got up uh very early this morning to uh, watch a rocket launch from Cape Canaveral, and it didn't happen. <laughs> oh. um, uh, so it's it's very exciting. There hasn't it's it's a it's a manned space flight, which um, there hasn't been a a manned space uh, sorry I shouldn't say a crewed space flight from uh, America from Cape Canaveral since the shuttle program ended, and I've tried to get it back for years. Um, and finally, um, thanks to Elon Musk's SpaceX, um, they've got this new generation of rockets, which are really cool. 
and they're testing out this new capsule, which is going to deliver some astronauts to the International Space Station, the ISS. Um, it's really cool. It does all this cool new stuff. Uh, they were showing us the inside of it. It looks like a Tesla. Like, <laughs> like it's really good. Like, there's no buttons or like big space suits or like things floating around in the air. They just look, they just like got big touch screens. They look like they're just like astronauts on like an, like a really nice premium economy flight <laughs> like, about to like do in flight entertainment. Um, uh, but yeah, the, I got up very early to like live stream the launch, which is if you've ever live streamed a, a uh, like a, a space launch uh they're really cool I, I really recommend it um it's just really exhilarating emotional stuff um they did the countdown and the weather changed and uh. they had to call it and they could have you know in 10 minutes time the weather would have cleared but because the space station is flying around the planet at a million miles an hour yeah. you yeah. have to like call it and then try again on the weekend so i'm going to be getting up very early again <laughs> on sunday morning uh to to watch that rocket ship go boom boom it's going to be awesome <laughs> fingers oh. crossed the weather's good yeah it's it's kind of funny that you've been talking about space i've uh, i've been getting into uh, into meteor showers again so a lot of in a lot of places at the moment because you know people are at work and a lot of pollution is actually a lot lower and um when i actually went back to the highlands because i had my family live in the Southern Highlands. I actually stayed up one night um, and because the sky was suddenly a lot clearer, you, I actually watched a meteor shower, um, a few like happening up above me. And it's not very often you get to really see uh, the sky that clearly and see that many stars with the meteor shower around you. I think it's, it's so fascinating to, to kind of see the in, glimpse into that world of space and all of the, yeah, it's, um, it's strange and emotional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, um, you, you, you either feel small or my the, like. I like to kind of whenever I look at think of space of is think of the likes of things that Neil deGrasse Tyson has said about how the world, you know, you know, if, if you think about the, the context of the world, you know, you look at stars and everything. The more the four most chemically active ingredients in the world are kind of carbon, oxygen hydrogen, nitrogen, and that's the four key components of what human beings are made of, that we are literally made from from stars. And mm. we are a way for the universe to understand itself, which is something I think that's really cool. Well, Nick, um, 5 a.m. Sydney time, uh, get up and just uh, put uh, NASA into the YouTube search and you'll get a live stream of the uh, rocket ship launch. Oh, my God, yes. That sounds amazing. Um, consider you consider me locked in. I'll be sending you a message at five a.m. saying you watching this. You watching this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we like to finish off our podcast by uh, referencing an Australian author um, that is uh, either has a book coming out or has a has a book of, of note coming up soon. And I'll throw this throw to you uh, to you, Ben, for this. Um, what who is the Australian author that we are shouting out today? Um, we're going to shout out. DBCPR, who is a Booker-winning Australian novelist. Um, he's written a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's written philosophy, um, essays, short stories, um, a lot of nonfiction. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's, he is known for a really cool Booker-winning 
novel. What's the title of it? I'm just going to bring it up. Oh, Vernon Godlittle. Uh, won mm. the, uh, the Booker in 2003, um, which is uh, this this really strong voice. It's about a, uh, a, a, I think, a Southern American guy who gets, like, a, a teenage kid who gets caught up in a school shooting. Um, really um, ingenious, like, really inventive novel. Um, his new novel, um, which is going to come in August, um, if it doesn't get delayed, uh, is called <laughs> Dopamine City. Um, and, yeah, it's the first time he's written novel and fiction in a many years. Uh, mm. Meanwhile, in Dopamine City is the full title of the novel, um, and it is about how uh, modern technology is taking over our brains um, and explores that through a, a kind of fictional story. Uh, I think a father trying to uh, reconnect his kind of lost daughter through the over over um, hyper reality of, of, of digital communication. Um, it sounds really cool. He's a very inventive author uh, and he's very unique. So that's one to look out for. Sounds very Black Mirror. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds very like Black Mirror-esque in analysis of technology, but that sounds amazing. What's the sound of that one? Um, so you can listen to all of our episodes uh, for free uh, on our SoundCloud and iTunes app, not just uh, these daily Booktopian podcasts, but also um, discussion pieces, interviews with authors and more. Um, thank you so much, Ben and Renee, for coming on uh, the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. And uh, to all of our listeners, we'll be back at the same time uh, on uh, for another episode of the Daily Booktopian podcast. But until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.